Go to WCBM.com and vote in WCBM's latest poll. It's fun, fast, and lets us know that you want more from WCBM.com. Baltimore is listening. The excitement is real as legal sports betting hits home with BetMGM. Take the winning shot and join the action at WCBM.com or on the WCBM mobile app. It's time to bet, play, and win with BetMGM. King Classic Live starts now on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. All right, good morning. If you're just joining us, you just missed the resistance report, but that's okay. That's all right. Don't panic. You can still catch it on the website, wcbm.com. It will be posted, usually archived, by at least 2 p.m., okay, after the show. So if you missed it, you can always go back and listen to it. Uh, we were talking about speed cameras in Baltimore County, uh, the fairness in girls' sports, and uh, Project Baltimore's uh, basically the investigation to a sex offender being in a classroom in Patterson High School uh, with kids under the age of 15, possibly. And uh, he is a sex offender. I could go as far, like I said, as say rapist. And apparently, uh, because of state law, uh, this is just fine. So uh, we'll see what the response is going to be to that. Uh, Robert, in the text line, had a great question here in regards to the speed cameras. Robert says, hi, Kim. I believe the speed cameras belong to and are operated by a private company that is contracted with Baltimore County. I would like to know how much of that $40 fine of speed violations actually goes to the county. And I would also like to know the name of the company and who their executives are, as this information should be on public record. Robert, those are great questions, and I'm going to try to find those answers for you in uh, one of the commercial breaks. We'll see if we can come up with uh, the name there. I I have a feeling it's probably not going to be that easy (laughs) to find. Uh, but a great questions as always. Uh, you know, before the break, I was asking you, and this is my question to you: Do you think that we have an ongoing housing crisis? Do you think we have an ongoing housing crisis? I, look, I'm one to say, I'm one to say, if you can't afford something, uh, perhaps you work harder, perhaps you work smarter. And perhaps you do more, like maybe go back to school, right? Get another certificate, uh, further educate yourself, right? If you want to make more money and you want to afford something, then you do something personally. I think it's a personal responsibility of yours to make more money. I mean, this is a land of opportunity. You can do almost anything here in America, almost, right? Well, heck, if you live in Middle River, you can also participate in an open-air drug market. Of course, they don't seem to care. <laughs> no, don't do that. But I just, I, I really, it grates my nerves. These guys, they grate my nerves. I have to pass them every time I go home, and it drives me crazy. Well, anyways, you know, you can do almost anything legally in this country to make more money. It's been even easier nowadays with all the podcasts and the YouTube videos and many people monetize their videos on all of the platforms and, uh, you know, you know, even the, uh, the only fans, right? That's what some of the, some of the ladies are doing. The only fans. Now I don't, I don't condone that. I don't support that. I don't, I wouldn't suggest it, but look, people are doing what they got to do to make ends meet. But I don't, I don't think that there is this ongoing housing crisis. Well, according to so many uh, elected officials, and I would say the progressives, we need more affordable housing in the state of Maryland, according to these officials. And I just look at the situation and I say, I don't I don't think that's the problem. Right. I mean, when we talk about even the schools. Right. And not just in Baltimore City. 
we talk about even the county schools and how they're not doing so well nowadays. And when you look at the standardized test scores, they don't look like they're doing so well. Uh, when I was in Carroll County last week at the uh, Miles for Liberty meeting, we were talking about just the way that they've changed uh, some of the education or the curriculum. Right now, it's all about the sight words. You know, when I was growing up, you had to sound words out, and that made more sense. Because if you put a, a very large word in front of a kid, and they're only memorizing words by sight, they can't sound that long word out. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes because my daughter is being taught sight words. Uh, luckily, like I told you guys before, we now have a tutor that teaches her to sound things out. This tutor is actually from the Midwest. Thank goodness she's here. Uh, but, but that's how they do things in the Midwest. They still do the sounding out the words. For some reason, uh, we do sight words. And to me, that's it's stupid. It doesn't work. For some people, it might work. For a lot of kids, it's not working. So you have a lot of kids today that are struggling with reading. You have a lot of kids that are struggling with math. I think a struggle with math has always been an issue. Uh, but I, I do not believe that we have a housing crisis. I think there's a crisis within the education system. I think we have a crisis when it comes to crime and violence. And I think we have a crisis when it comes to our economy. And how is it thriving, right? I mean, when you look at the jobs report, when you look at those filing for unemployment, when you look at those that are living on government assistance, like there's there's a lot of moving parts here. But I wanted to get your take on this as I give you the story out of Montgomery County, because I want to know, do you think that there is a housing crisis, especially here in the state of Maryland? Do you think that we need more affordable housing? 410-WCBM680, 410-922-6680. Let me give you the story here. In the midst of the ongoing housing crisis, and this is this is what it says, Montgomery County, Maryland leaders are working to move forward on a proposed change to zoning codes that would allow churches to build affordable housing units. Now, Montgomery County Council Vice President Kate Stewart is one of the sponsors of the bills called Zoning Text Amendment 2401. Now... Kate Stewart told WJLA that she hopes that allowing churches to build housing on spare land. We have spare land? <laughs> Where the hell is that? We got spare land? <laughs> spare land they own will allow the county to increase housing supply even as they are running out of land upon which to build. So these churches have spare land. And we want to see if they can... Wait a minute, what? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. I want you to just take a listen. This is, this is what... Um this is what Kate, the, Kate Stewart, the council vice president, had to say. She says, over the last year, when I met with different members of the community, some of them who belong to congregations who may have property, uh, land-rich congregations, maybe they have an extra parking lot or something else, and they don't have a need for it anymore. They are looking at how they can forward the mission of their institution. Okay, okay, so... First of all, I don't think we have an ongoing housing crisis. I do want you to weigh in on that. But secondly, do you see what they're trying to do here? Can you see it now? Uh, She also goes on to say, many of them understand the housing crisis we are facing here in Montgomery County, and they want to do something about it. She said, when they start down this process of how they might use the land to help build affordable housing in our communities... What they found was they were facing a lot of issues because of zoning. 
Here's the thing. Couldn't they build units? And correct me if I'm wrong, okay? You can call anytime. 410-WCBM680. 410-922-6680. I can be totally wrong on this issue, and I want you to correct me, okay? I can take the criticism. I love it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Couldn't these churches build housing and make it a little more affordable in price without it saying that it has to be zoned. So they want to zone it as affordable housing so that they can get the government assistance part of it. I mean, like, wh- why Why do they need to zone it particularly this way? That's, that's my question. And I'm pretty sure many people are asking those questions. Uh, this article further says, under current county codes, apartments are restricted from being built in zones only allowing for single-family homes and townhouse construction in these zones is heavily restricted. Why are they heavily restricted? Can can we not go about different ways? Like, why? Why are they heavily restricted in the first place? This zoning change proposal will lift these restrictions for religious institutions as long as they set aside between, as long as they, listen, as long as they set aside between 30% and 50% of these units as affordable housing, which limits the prices for households earning between 30% and 60% below the area median income. Here's... This is a conversation we're having, if you've noticed, in almost every county. Okay? This isn't just in Montgomery County. We're having this conversation in Baltimore County, right? We we hear about the affordable affordable housing units. They want to put in White Marsh. Why they want to put them in White Marsh, I don't know. Maybe Johnny O can call the show and let us know about that one. We've heard about this when it comes to Falston, right? Isn't that what we heard? Up there in Hartford County with Bob Castley. What is up with all this, with the affordable housing and the zoning? And then they go, oh, it's a housing crisis. No, you have a juvenile crime crisis. Nobody wants to tackle that issue. You have you have actual crisis on your hands. And you don't attack those issues at all. But that is because, let's face it, there's money. There's money in tackling the quote-unquote housing crisis. So the uh, city council, county council president goes on to say it basically removes barriers to having faith institutions move forward with their mission in helping the county address affordable housing issues and do it more quickly. We want to make sure it by making it easier to build these type of housing, whether it's for rental or home ownership, that it is also increasing the number of affordable units in our community. Now, according to the county, almost one in four of its residents pay half or more of their income and housing costs. Like, whose fault is that? Like, here's, here's the thing. In Montgomery County, they're, they're infamous for being what? A very expensive county. It's a very expensive county to live in in the state of Maryland. It is. And if you want to live in Montgomery County, and this is what I would tell myself personally, if I wanted to live in Montgomery County and to be able to afford to live there, i got to work harder and work smarter so that I can afford to live there. I mean, that's basically it. The same data reveals Montgomery County has fallen behind housing supply by around 30,000 units. You know what? I'm going to go to the phone lines here. It's so frustrating. I'm so sick of this affordable housing conversation. I'm so frustrating. You know what? Maybe if leadership would take time to really be pro-business, right? Pro-small business. We are not friendly to small businesses. If we were more about entrepreneurship, if we were more about growing the economy, if we were more about, you know, those kind of issues, then we wouldn't need all this affordable housing 
right? But they don't want to tackle those issues. The same reason that they want to put more speed cameras up in Baltimore County. Because that's about revenue for them. It's the same reason that you had everything shut down during the pandemic, even these churches that they're talking about. Yet they had the casinos and liquor stores wide open. Okay, state of Maryland, we see what you're doing. Okay, we're not stupid. All right? I've got uh, Patty in Hartford County. Patty, what is going on with this affordable housing? Well, well, Kim, it's basically uh, a way for the state to take over local jurisdictions' ability to zone for themselves. And that's a nationwide push everywhere. It starts in California and Washington State and Oregon and pushes east. I mean, in Hartford County, we've got Bill 24-001, introduced by Councilman Penman and co-sponsored by Stottle and Guthrie, that will allow... ADUs, which is an accessory dwelling unit, um, of up to 1,500 square feet to be built um, on a single-family home lot. Um, And then we have House Bill uh, in Maryland, 538 for 2024, that Nino talked about last Friday, which pretty much would usurp the local jurisdiction's ability to control their own zoning. Basically, what they want is in a single-family lot in a neighborhood, um, and this is happening in other places of the country. You tear down the single-family home when it goes for sale. Some entity buys it a business, black box, you know, such as those types of entities. And um, then they build a unit that either has uh, a duplex or a quadplex, you know, for residents. That's what's happening. In um, California, this ADU, um, you can build the second home on your lot. Now, and the requirement was you had to live in the primary dwelling. Well, that went out the window last September, and you can make them two rentals. And they took it a step further in September. You can actually sell that ADU separately from your single-family home. So it's a way to increase density. It's a way to destroy single-family suburban neighborhoods. Um, and, um, and, and that's their goal. As for the apartments in White Marsh, it's a way to force people into 15-minute cities. You shop, right. you work, and you live in the same place. It's all about control, control of the progressives over the jurisdictions that want to control their own destiny. So people need to push back. They need to call their state legislators and, uh, and push back on Bill 538. And in Hartford County, there's a growing swell of people that are against um, Bill 24-001. It would destroy and increase density. But you, you wouldn't know, well, is this neighborhood going to grow double its size and what will that do for schools and sewer and water and roadways and parking in a neighborhood that wouldn't allow school buses and ambulances and fire trucks to get through? So it's all about control. It's all about the state controlling the zoning for, and, and a big push behind it are Maryland Realtors. The Maryland Realtors Association is behind a lot of this because they're going to make money. They're going to rent units, and they're going to make money. Yep. That's exactly what's happening. Patty, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate all the information you shared as well. Thank Thank you so much. Yeah, that's what this is coming down to. Uh, Rose in the text line, she says, having a housing crisis also gets you federal funding. This is, again, it's so manufactured, and this is what progressives do. Okay, this is why, and, and a Democrat, I know there's some Democrats listening to this show, I like you, I want to work with you, but this progressive faction of your party, they, and you cannot survive this way. The progressives have got to go. They don't have logic, they don't have common sense, they want to control everything, as Patty pointed out. This is ridiculous. 
And like I said, I'm all about working across the aisle. I can't, but I can't work with these people. I can't work with them. It's like they, they just want to destroy America as it is. Right? Every tradition that we have, they even they don't even want you to tell us you know, who's a woman and who's a man. I mean, it's like, it's, it's gone down to that. When we get back, I want to hear more from you. 410-WCBM-680, 410-922-6680. According to Montgomery County officials, we have a housing crisis. They want to do something about the zoning, and now they want churches to be able to, to build affordable housing units on their, quote-unquote, spare land. Getting your guaranteed maximum refund with TaxLayer feels like discovering a refund tree has grown in your backyard. I'm the refund tree. Sawing off its branches. Hey, hey. Feeding them through a wood chipper. My branches! My beautiful branches! And dancing in its refund rain. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. As most Americans suffer financially, gold just hit an all-time high. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and this is why you need a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To find out more, text the word HEDGE to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. Secure your IRA or your 401k right now. Text HEDGE to 989898 to request your free info kit right now. Do you really believe in fate? Are you trapped in this world and destined to win or lose regardless? Or is there something you can do to turn your life around? I'm Ronald Dart. Teaching the Bible and its truth. Listen to Born to Win with Ronald L. Dart. Sunday morning at 5.30 a.m. And Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. On Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Bottom line is simple. Back to basics. A quick update of the top stories at 30 minutes past the hour. Every single day. On Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right, we're talking about affordable housing. According to some progressives in Montgomery County, churches need to start building affordable housing units on their quote-unquote spare land. The lots that they have just sitting there, uh, because of course that's what they need to like, basically cure this, this ongoing housing crisis. Got a good text here from Michael in Baltimore says you can't have it both ways. How many abandoned homes are in Baltimore, and then you say that there's an affordable housing shortage? Pay a company to rehab and sell at reduced prices. Yeah, Michael, you think that would be the easy thing here? But as Patty, our caller, thanks again, Patty, from calling uh, from Harford County pointed out this has to do with zoning and this is a much bigger issue than just saying that uh, we need more housing that some folks can afford that's not what we're doing here that's not what we're doing at all and i know there are a lot of people that are already pushing back about the affordable housing they want to put in falston uh the affordable housing they want to put in white marsh right and if you ever notice those that want to push affordable housing they never push it near their house you ever notice that is that near their house at all i've got tom and owings mills tom you wanted to weigh in yeah, well, I realize that church properties are tax-exempt, and politicians would love to get their hands on more tax revenue. I can't help but think that this is also an oblique attack on religion. I mean, changing houses of God over to affordable housing. I mean, what are you going to have? Methodist manors, Baptist towers, uh, Episcopalian escarpments. I mean, it's it just, I mean, I guess it's better than Justin Trudeau sanctioning 
you know, the burning down of, uh, down of churches that, uh, you know, that LBGT people object to the, the ministers preaching against them. It's better than burning down, but I, it just seems to me this is a way to kind of, uh, you know, attack religion. Yeah, no, you're right about it. You know what? I didn't even think about that, Tom. Because cause as soon as a church says that they're not going to give an affordable housing unit to somebody or a, a couple that is LGBTQ, maybe they don't want to rent to them, that's gonna it's going to blow the lid off of a whole other issue. Exactly. Oh, I, I'm so sick of it, Tom. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you. hope you have a great afternoon. This It's like they just want to compile problem on problem. And all of these problems that we have today, look at a lot of them. And we'll talk in the next hour about possibly the fact that we're, you know, really headed to war here. But a lot of this is self-inflicted. The southern border, right? The invasion of the southern border, self-inflicted. All of this is self-inflicted. They want to use our tax dollars. They want to control us. They want to tell us what we can and cannot do. They even want to control the way we speak to one another. Oh, you should use that person's correct pronouns. No, I'm looking at this guy, and that's a dude. Okay, that's a dude. You cannot convince me it's a woman. I, I have eyes. It's a dude. And I'm, I'm going to say Mr. or Sir. I don't really care. I really don't care if they don't like it. But this is, they're, they're imposing our individual rights, right? It's, it's like, you cannot do this. As far as I'm concerned, a lot of what we're doing today is unconstitutional. And we need more people fighting back against it. I've got uh, Herb in Baltimore. Herb, you wanted to weigh in? Yes, and the last thing you said I'd like to weigh on, and that's to aircraft finishes. You know, the, the affordable housing thing is a big joke. Across, across the street from Mount Carmel Church, not far from where you live, um, they're building 500 new houses over there, and every one of these houses are starting at 400,000 up. And there's, there's just, they're just jamming them in there as tight as you can be. Right there off of Odeeson Avenue, I'm sure you know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, the, and as far as the churches using their land, well, that land isn't their land. It belongs to parishioners, the people in that church. And if they don't get permission from the people in the church, they shouldn't be able to do it. You know, that's, that's, that's bullcrap. And, yeah, and um, you know, I just, it just, it's amazing that that these things are allowed to happen. As far as Johnny O, Johnny O can't run because he's, he doesn't live in that district, which I know you've already addressed that. What was that last thing you just said before? I got oh, about the the infringing on our rights to pronouns. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're always they're always infringing on our rights, and they're infringing on our rights because we let them. You know, and and people need to get involved, and you know, that's the only way you're going to stop it. Yeah. No, Herb, I, I agree with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you weighing in. And as he talked about, yeah, the parishioners, they're the ones that have, should have the say. I just I love how now they care about the churches, right? During the pandemic, they made all the churches shut down, right? You didn't have a religious freedom like we're supposed to. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? They've got spare land. <laughs> I love how they, they call it spare land. It, it really it is great. Uh, Caroline in Baltimore. Is this my friend Caroline? Yes, it is, Kim. How are you? Good. You know what, Caroline? We're about to go into break. Could you hold on for me for just a minute? I can. Okay, yeah. We're going to get Caroline on this. You know, Caroline does a lot of the uh, revitalization in uh, West Baltimore. And uh, she it's a family-owned company. They have been rehabbing these abandoned homes, as Michael in Baltimore uh, pointed out in our text line. And we're going to talk to Caroline about this. I don't see this as an affordable care, uh, affordable care, affordable housing <laughs> crisis. But maybe Caroline can help me understand, uh, again, 
you know, if they want to focus on something and they want to focus on getting people more money in their pockets, focus on education. Focus on job growth, right? You know, have some innovative ideas. This is just, it's, it's more control. Again, thank you, Patty and Harper County, for pointing that out. Coming up next, we'll remain on this topic, ongoing housing crisis. Yeah, right. SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason. President Biden promises a U.S. response to an attack in the Mideast that killed several American service members and wounded others. Former President Trump issuing a statement calling the attack by Iranian proxies another horrific and tragic consequence of Joe Biden's weakness and surrender. North Korea's Kim Jong-un said to have supervised test firings of cruise missiles designed to be launched from submarines and is said to have reviewed efforts to build a nuclear-powered submarine. Israel calls the ceasefire talks with the U.S., Qatar, and Egypt constructive, but adds that significant gaps remain and discussions will continue. The 49ers will face the defending champion Chiefs in next month's Super Bowl after both teams won their playoffs last night. Watching Wall Street, the Dow is down a fraction. The Nasdaq, 27 points higher, and the S&P is up two points. This is SRN News. Want to go to a place to dine that will really wow you with outstanding food at friendly prices? Discover romantic dining at Bud's at Silver Run Restaurant. Bud's at Silver Run is a multiple award winner of best restaurant in the area. Their crab egg roll may be the best appetizer in the state. Their filet mignon is superb, and their homemade soup, salads, and entrees are out of this world. Valentine's Day reservations are now being accepted. Tell Ken and Brooke or their fine staff that you heard about them on the radio. Just Google B-U-D-S or Bud's at Silver Silverrun.com. Stop. Do not wait. Do not wait until it's too late. Crestlock.com specializes in transponder keys and remotes for most cars. Do not wait until you lose your last key or remote before you get a duplicate. Give Crestlock.com a call at 410-256-7800. That's 410-256-7800. And ask for Ashley. Or stop into our state-of-the-art showroom at 10015 Plasky Highway and get your transponder key or spare remote today at Crestlock.com. For as wet as the months of December and January have been, it's really good to get a break. No rain, no snow today. A mix of sun and clouds, breezy, and temperatures not warming up a lot today. 48 will be as warm as we get. Tomorrow, a little bit cooler, partly cloudy 45. Wednesday, there's a slight chance of a raindrop, perhaps a snowflake. Not much wet weather. 44 Wednesday. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel. For Talk Radio 680 WCBM. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. That's Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Hi, I'm attorney Stephen Friedman. You know, my dad was a lawyer for 20 years before starting his own practice, the law offices of Michael Friedman. And over that time, besides honing his legal skills... He learned what clients want and expect from a firm. For example, it seems many businesses today do whatever is possible to keep you from talking to a live person. At our firm, we do the exact opposite. It's a priority to assure you speak to a real person who actually knows what they're talking about. For starters, our receptionist was an insurance company claims adjuster for years, and all our staff are experienced and knowledgeable. If you call after hours or on the weekends, we have a live answering service who we've worked with for years and know exactly how to immediately get in touch with us. You won't have to wait 24 hours or for the next business day to get a call back. Normally, you'll hear from us the next hour. So if you or a loved one have been injured by any negligent act, 
please call the law offices of Michael Friedman, 410-363-6848 for a free consultation. And there is never a fee unless we win. Get a tax refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt now. No fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Listen every Sunday from 6.05 to 6.20 a.m. for a broadcast from the internationally known St. Jude Shrine in Baltimore. St. Jude is the patron saint of despair and hopeless cases. Sunday mornings from 6.05 to 6.20 on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. The outgoing housing crisis, uh, as Mike pointed out in the text line, we have a lot of abandoned homes in, in Baltimore City, and we do. And I'm glad that uh, Caroline was able to hang on the line. Caroline, I consider her a friend. Caroline, thank you so much for hanging on there. Uh, I know that you do so much work with the vacant homes in Baltimore City. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure you were listening to this story out of Montgomery County. Uh, do we have an affordable housing crisis? Well... <clears throat> I, I I think everybody's definition to affordable housing crisis is different based on what they stand to gain. Uh, those who uh, can put their bullet point of affordable housing in their grant request, which is part of part of the issue, uh, it's one of those bullets that you got to be able to put affordable housing into your grant request to get the money. So if you benefit by getting the money, then, yeah, you've got to build affordable housing. Yeah, that's and that's what it looks like. Also, you know, they, they discussed, Caroline, the zoning. Well, Fill me in on that. because you know, I can't really, Yeah, I can't really speak about the zoning issue. Uh, I'm not really, really knowledgeable so much about that. But if they have to rezone for affordable housing. Yeah. For me, that's saying uh, that's going to eliminate the possibility that it not be affordable housing at some point should there be an increase in value. I see. Okay. So if they're zoned for affordable housing, it locks any future purchaser or developer or change of idea into that zoning issue. Yeah. Well, does I thought Yeah, it does. I thought it was interesting too. They said that these churches have spare land. And <laughs> <laughs> How much spare land do you have over there in West Baltimore, Carolina? Let me let me do one of your things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spare land. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how do you even respond to that? Yeah, no, it it doesn't make any sense. And I guess my question to you also, because there are a lot of people wondering, uh, you know, they've been wondering for quite some time. We see the uh, the I guess you could say the invasion at the southern border. Uh, and there are a lot of illegal migrants moving in across uh, many states in this country, but we don't hear a whole lot about them moving into cities like Baltimore. Maybe it's just not like a top news story. Uh, do you see any an influx in migrants uh, coming to town, uh, especially what, now that you you are revitalizing these houses? I'm sure you're selling them to all. Well, yeah, we would sell them if we could. Um, that's a, that's another topic. But as far as to answer your question about an influx of migrants, from my perspective, we're, we're not really seeing that. And maybe it's just because of the neighborhoods where we are. Maybe it's just because it's the west side. 
um, I, I, I know that there, and you know, there's a huge Spanish population in East Baltimore. Right. Uh, maybe they would see, maybe they would see it differently. And there's, you know, that whole nonprofit, that Latino, uh, nonprofit, uh, Veronica Cool, that crowd, you know, they're really set up to, uh, provide services and resources for the Latino community. So I would think they would migrate there before they would come to West Baltimore where there's nothing here for them. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're probably spot on there. And that's probably why you don't see it. Uh, you know, Caroline, I appreciate you wearing it as always. I think, let me ask you before you go, are things getting any better, uh, over there on the West side? As far as? Uh, being able to sell some of those houses that you've, uh, revitalized? We're not. We're, we're really not. And, you know, I have a new partner now. Bless her heart. We've looked into, in all, the second half of last year, we've looked into grants. She's diving deep into grant applications. What is it going to take? Um, here's what we're seeing. And the, we, you and I have talked about this before. Here's what we're seeing. Why aren't we getting any grant money to revitalize more and faster on the west side there's plenty of housing here i mean i've said for years housing is not the issue it's re- re- renovating them is the issue developing whole whole areas now because the city and the state have just left whole neighborhoods to just decay and and vacate and all that so now it is a problem but you and i have said before the hurdles that we face is I'm not black, I'm not Latina, I'm not a nonprofit, and I will add to that that we're not interested in affordable housing. I I absolutely think so many people have jumped on the bandwagon over the last three or four years for affordable housing because it is that bullet that they need to get the money. Yeah. What's needed is some sort of influx of funding because now we're talking, they're not just, they're just not re- cosmetic rehabs. These are full gut rehabs with infrastructure and new services that have been abandoned from the city water to BG&E for gas lines. Blah, 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 blah. They're not cheap. Yeah. But if you're going to create a neighborhood where people who actually have jobs, have careers, want to be able to buy first-time homeownership opportunities. These are the kind of neighborhoods that are out here that we're working on that they, we can't sell them because there's no comps. Nobody's selling. And if, if a guy, if you, we've had this conversation so many wonderful times before, but it, it, you can't get there from here. Yeah. So what happens is, Fortunately for us, we have a rent-to-own program where we can help people with their credit and all that business and move them towards home ownership. But if rentals do not improve value in a community. They don't show up on SF. They don't increase in value. They don't show up as a viable comp. It's only through sales. So we've just had a recent experience in one of my blocks that we, the, the tenant went to purchase happily to say we were happy to help her she qualified you know beautifully she took whatever time she needed and when we had the appraisal and this trickles down it's it's, you know it's one more layer to the problem she had a a a mortgage company that would take the loan 
uh, third-party appraisal, so nobody is nobody takes responsibility for the appraisal anymore. The appraiser comes in. We had a set price, a reasonable, attainable. Keyword. Remember that word, Tim. Attainable housing pricing, as a as opposed to affordable housing pricing. Oh, it yeah. was a, it was an attainable price. Uh, the appraiser came in and gave us an embarrassing, an embarrassing appraisal. Uh, she would have had to come to the table with over twenty five thousand dollars, and we were we checked we checked the, the range of properties in in the area within a half a mile within six months. We the range was. Uh, well, I'll just say the range was like 147 to 179. I priced this particular building at 160. What's the problem? The problem is they wouldn't give her more than 145. Oh, interesting. So, you know, I'm out. Yeah. I, I ultimately sold it to her. I mean, what are you going to do? I wanted it off the books, and what are you going to do? Right. But that's that's a perfect example of what's going on. And even the Mayor Scott has all this, all this big talk about how he's got this big pocket full of money he's going to put towards home ownership and vacant houses and all this other bullshit. Sorry, uh, you know something to the tune of like fifty thousand dollars to every unit that's built. Okay, that sounds great because if I had a price point of one hundred and sixty. Now, all of a sudden, $50,000 goes a really long way yeah. in making that building on a block where we're building 10, 15 houses. That makes it really affordable for that buyer to come in and, and launch that neighborhood, start that neighborhood. But here's the catch. Read the document for that money. One, you've got to be black. You've got to be Latina. You've got to... They, they're now including women. Okay, fine. But even so, it's still nonprofit, uh, and the key is affordable housing. Well, that, in my view, Caroline, I appreciate you giving all this information to us. In my view, that is textbook discrimination, and I <laughs> these are taxpayer I mean, dollars that? that he's no, using. The bottom line is I won't be able to tap into that money that's supposed to help neighborhoods like these. Yeah. And listen, the neighborhoods where we are, when you start building a high percentage of buildings in any one given block, you've now created a neighborhood. You've now created a community that they can't afford. Right, right. And I think so, you put it very well, attainable rather than affordable. It is a key word. And it's a word, there's, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's a catch-22. You just can't get there from here. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, Caroline, trust me, I don't envy you and everything that you're dealing with. I appreciate you calling in as always. I hope you have a great afternoon. As you hear there, I mean, Caroline has been struggling with this and the issues of the city for years. And now it's being compounded with the fact that these progressives, right, Mayor Scott, it's all about, you know, color and gender and this. Like, if, if these are taxpayer dollars and you're putting it in this grant, uh, it should be available for everyone. It shouldn't be available for certain people. I got Gene in Nottingham. Gene, you wanted to weigh in? Yeah, this affordable housing isn't that the same as Section Eight? Yeah, well, yeah. That they try to make, they try to clean it up and make it sound cute. Oh, okay. And I'm, I was thinking, 
Well, all the illegals that are flooding into America right now, I'm thinking they have these people, people that actually could use the homes, I think they're going to be pushed aside for the illegals. Yeah. And, um, and remember when they were giving mortgages three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, and they were giving them to people that couldn't even afford a thirty-five thousand dollar home, and they just lost them, and it just it rolled into a great big mess for everyone, even including the banks. Right. Yep. If you remember that. Yep. So I once you put these houses, affordable housing, in, and once you get the people in there that are really, really, really don't care about anything, and then the drugs start rolling in this area, and trash and filth and just whatever, I, I just, I don't just don't think they'll take care of them either. Yeah, well, well, you know, you bring up a good point there, Dean, because this is what they're now facing in Chicago. This is why you've had a lot of people, uh, you know, voicing their opinion and, and saying they're going to vote Republican this time around because they are now giving these, quote unquote, affordable housing units to the illegals that are now there in the sanctuary city of Chicago over those that have been waiting in line for these particular units. So it's it's definitely yeah. coming, you know, to a, a neighborhood near you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gene, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling in. Have a great afternoon. I got a text here from Helen. It says, Kim, they are moving people out of the city to Hartford County. Then they will move the illegals into the city. It's a win-win for these politicians who are getting their cut. Follow the money. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, this is this is what we're going to see, okay? This, this is why elections have consequences. This is why it's so important to vote here in November. And, and this is what we were talking about even just last week. Voter turnout in the state of Maryland is not, it's not good, especially when it comes to Republicans. Okay? And we do. We have a lot of independents. Independents, if you listen to the show and you hear, you know, kind of what's coming down the pipeline, you know, I would hope that this would possibly energize you as well to go out there and vote, uh, you know, in, in the primaries and then come in November. Look, look, in the primaries, because there's some areas that are so blue, the primary is usually when you choose the winner, right? If you were a Democrat and you voted the primary, uh, do you want another progressive in some of these seats? Or do you want to go more moderate? I mean, it, it would be in your best interest to never vote progressive again. Again, the, the, lots of the issues that we have today are self-inflicted, and they're brought to you by progressives. You know, I went back and forth with uh, Councilman Zeke Cohen again over the weekend. Uh, he's he's now campaigning with this guy that's also running for now his seat in the 1st District. And Zeke Cohen, I guess to say, he's just like him, which is a disaster. But I said, you know, this is crazy. You got this guy that's campaigning. I asked him if he wanted to interview. His response to me was to block me. That's what he did. He blocked me on Twitter. So then under Zeke Cohen's post where he has this guy, his name is Mark, by the way, I, I posted the screenshot of me being blocked from Mark's Twitter page. I said, well, guess what? First District is on a downward spiral, and you cannot, you cannot say that it isn't. But here's Zeke Cohen. He said, downward spiral, our population's increasing. Yeah, it is, sure. Illegal immigrants are, yes. They're coming to East Baltimore, as anybody, everybody's been pointed out. Sure. And then he's talking about, you know, different things like, you know, restaurants, stuff like this. I said, all polls have said, Mr. Cohen, that the main concerns in your districts is crime and violence and the education system. I said, you just wrote me three paragraphs and didn't mention one of those things. I said, even on top of that list is stolen vehicles. Didn't mention that. I said, yes, it's on a downward spiral. If you look at the numbers, 
before you got in office, Councilman Cohen, and to now, you will see that your district has gotten more violent. There's much more crime. We all watched the video of that woman getting mugged in Butcher's Hill. They tried to steal her car but couldn't drive stick shift. It's happening all the time. It was his neighborhood, his district, where you had teenagers on the roof of the houses. Remember they were dropping down? like Spider-Man into some of these windows to steal, and then that one woman was home with her two babies? That's Councilman Zeke Cohen's district. Are you kidding? He had the nerve to say, oh, this isn't a downward spiral. You've run that district into hell, okay? There were a lot of people that used to enjoy Fells Point. They used to enjoy Canton and all those other areas. But my goodness, in the past, I would say, five years since he's been in that seat, it has gone into a dumpster fire. Fells Point businesses threatening to put their tax uh, dollars in escrow until he did something about public safety and then had the nerve to not show up to some of the meetings about it. This guy is a joke. I said, you know what I would love for you to do, Councilman Cohen? I would love for you to apologize for the fact that you demanded that Foxtrot did not say anything when they saw teenagers breaking into public pools after hours. Foxtrot was going around the city uh, because we don't have enough people in patrol. They were putting the, you know, the big spotlight down and they would call from from Foxtrot saying, kids, get out of the pools. They're closed. It's dangerous. Da, da, da. Well, Kelsey was Zeke Cohen. He felt like that was racist. Right. And so he demanded that Foxtrot no longer get those kids out of the pool in that in that manner. So basically, just let the kids break in. No problem. Well, what ended up happening after that? A 16-year-old drowned, breaking into a pool after hours. And everybody told him that that was the case. Last week, where did you have students in Baltimore City? You had them at City Hall requesting more of a police presence at their schools. They're asking for more school resource officers. What did Kelsey Cohen tell us two years ago? The kids don't want more police in their schools. He wants less SROs. He said kids are afraid of police, right? Because it was that whole narrative. Oh, police are so scary. Black Lives Matter. There's a police. Right? Now they're all asking for more police. Wouldn't you know it? Oh, I, I hate, you know what? These progressives, I, I know, I say it all the time. They have no business in office. None. No business. And many of them, if you ever noticed, many of them are former educators. And then we wonder why the kids get out of school and don't know how to read, write, or do basic math. These these guys can't even run a lemonade stand. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll wrap up this conversation on the housing crisis. And then also, uh, I do want to fill you in. Snoop Dogg. Yes, Snoop Doggy Dogg, the rapper. He's making news again. But this news, I want you to hear. Coming up next. People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? You can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach 
again. And the same thing happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics, 410-989-PAIN. That's 410-989-PAIN. 410-989-PAIN. Parents and grandparents, get the children's book, Mr. Delight's Breakfast Party. Enjoy as Master Chef Mr. Gigglebite Delight gives a neighborhood breakfast party. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart. Mr. D-E-L-I-T-E-S Breakfast Party. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. That's Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Join Gil Kuda for On the Money now on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 10, exclusively on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Gil will take your calls on how to live a worry-free retirement. Gil Kuda, Aegis Capital, member FINRA SIPC. All right, we're talking about affordable housing, which is like our caller pointed out, Section 8. But they try to make it sound cute, you know. But I like what Caroline said. It's, you know, attainable housing versus affordable housing. And my whole thing is, what's the incentive? If you can't afford to live in a certain area, right, if you can't afford to live in a certain home, then you go out there and you work harder so you can afford it. I mean, isn't that how most of us were raised? You don't just start saying, oh, well, you know what? I love this beautiful uh, area here in Montgomery County. I can't afford it. I, you know, I work part-time just because I don't want to get off my behind. Now, not everybody that is on, uh, you know, some people are on disability. Some people cannot do it, and I understand that, right? But those that just don't want to go to work, uh, no, sorry, sorry. And, and I, if you ever noticed, when it comes to, quote-unquote, affordable housing, they do it in such a way, and, and studies have shown that affordable housing and all the Section 8 in, in nice neighborhoods, it's never done anything, right? The people that have them, for the most part, they do not assimilate in the neighborhood, right? You have a neighbor, and I've had a neighbor like this before, because they put affordable housing in my neighborhood. Meanwhile, our house cost way too much. But our neighbor that we had, I mean, they were having parties all the time, right? They didn't go to work. So they, they literally would have parties on Wednesday night. And, you know, loud, all these cars going in and out. I don't know if somebody was selling drugs over there, but, you know, it looked like the house was hot, right? Cars pulling up, cars, you know. It was craziness. Luckily, those people don't live there anymore. But I was just thinking to myself, like, this is crazy. How is this even allowed? I've got Ranger and Falston. Ranger, you want to weigh in? Hi, Kim. Hey. Gosh, you're a racist. Hey, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, what, you know, nobody's discussed, well, what is the reason... Four vacant housing. Why are those houses vacant? I mean, I've seen projects go up in the city looking looking nice, and within, what, three years, five years? There's graffiti everywhere. The, the, the grass is dirt. Uh, and it just, if you look at it at a, as a, at a uh, you know, a uh, townhouse uh, neighborhood condominium that is... Um, uh, more more expensive, let's say. Uh, their grasses and their bushes and and uh, everything is maintained, and there's no graffiti all over the walls and so on and so forth. So, my question is: is why are these houses vacant to begin with? 
and I'll hang up. I'll let I'll listen to your answer. Well, Ranger, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling in. I mean, who wants to live in a crime-ridden area, right? The same reason why we have the so-called food deserts. I mean, do, do you think that did anybody want to set up shop in areas where you know you're going to be robbed? You're going to have product and uh, food, whatever it is, just walking right out the front door. It's it's craziness. It's anarchy. And then you have these people. Like, look, some of them, like I said, some people are on disability. Some people need assistance, right? That's not who I'm talking about. They're not the ones tearing up the neighborhood. They're not the ones selling drugs out the front door. Okay? It's the other people that are doing it. I got a t- an email here from Melody. It says, HUD is pushing affordable housing in suburbs. All it is is Section 8 in middle-class neighborhoods. Right, Melody. And they don't, like I said, they don't assimilate. And there's many studies that have shown this. Why they keep pushing it, why people would continue to vote for it, I don't know. And then they look around like, oh, I can't believe what happened to our neighborhood. And then they're ready to move to Florida somewhere else where it, where it doesn't exist. And then they do the same thing once they get there. Uh, Michael has a text there. It says, in Hartford County, maybe it's their way to turn red county to purple and then blue later. That's exactly what's going on, Mike. That's why I say Hartford County, Carroll County, uh, those in the Eastern Shore area, you got to hold the line. <laughs> okay? you got to fight back here. Because you're going to end up in a situation like us. Look at Baltimore County. You know, Baltimore County, eight years ago, it was nice. It really was. It was all it was all on the uprise. But now, nope. Open-air drug markets. All, all the things that you could possibly not want in your neighborhood is there. Thanks to our progressive county executive, Donnie Oshesky. All right, coming up next, we're going to take this uh, nationally. Uh, we've got lots of stories and uh, some of them very sad. Hi, Jim Hutzer here to remind you that you can have an amazing new kitchen at a fraction of the cost with chic cabinet refacing from John Hagee Remodeling. My wife Bonnie and I had our kitchen redone by the John Hagee team and we couldn't be happier. It looks brand new and without all the time, mess, and cost of tearing everything out. They even brought our old cabinets up to date with new drawers, rollout trays, and more. Call John Hagee for your project and you'll learn why they've won so many awards for their craftsmanship and their customer service. Right now, get half off savings on chic cabinet refacing. Save half off the cost of refacing either your base or wall cabinets, whichever measurement is less. Call 410-329-1002. That's 329-1002. Or go to johnhagey.com. That's John H-E-A-G-Y.com. Visit their showrooms on York Road and Hunt Valley and start planning your kitchen or bath project. Take it from me, Jim Hunter, and choose John Hagee Remodeling for your home improvements. Building excellence for over 40 years. WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore's listening.